This podcast is not intended for use as psychotherapy. If you feel you are in crisis, please call 911 or contact your local crisis hotline. Hi, and welcome back to Phoenix and Flame. I'm Dana, and this is my podcast on pushing through and transforming even when you feel like a pile of ash. The last episode, um, we talked a little about boundaries, mainly trying to cover the introduction of what are boundaries? What does that mean? Um, And so I thought in this episode, we could continue along those lines. I will periodically be referencing um, authors, uh, researchers and such that I have found to be very helpful. Um, Today, I'm going to be excerpting some things and then adding a lot of of my own uh, information to a book or excerpting from a book called Changing Course, uh, Healing from Loss, Abandonment, and Fear. This book was written by a psychologist named Claudia Black, and it's a very, very good book. It was a sequel to It Will Never Happen to Me. Her books primarily uh, are focusing on people that were raised in alcoholic homes. Um, A lot of the phrasing, um, such as codependency and other terms like that, uh, rose from that period of time when we were beginning to understand what happens in a family dynamic uh, when you have someone who is a substance abuser. Initially, it was focused more on uh, people who were alcoholics and what happened in the family when that was the case. And then it's really kind of expanded out since then um, to include not only alcoholics, but also people who have substance abuse issues, what happens in the family dynamics when that's the case, and also expanding out to include when there's a family member who has a fairly significant and chronic mental illness um, that seems to take center stage in the family and causes a lot of interesting dynamics uh, in all the players, so to say. Well, Claudia Black's uh, work was done a lot uh, focusing on um, those dynamics, and Boundaries was a natural... um, component that came from that because boundaries ends up being um, or boundaries end up being um, skewed or ignored, um, denied, uh, all types of things when you're in these interesting family dynamics. And so I thought we could take just a a few moments today and reference Uh, some things that she has in her book, Changing Course, which if you don't have it, I highly recommend that you go out and and get that um, if you would like. Um, It's just very helpful. I think the more people we have out there that are trying to work on identifying issues and and working on ways to help each other, the the better. So anyway, I'm going to start with just some excerpts. Um, If you happen to want to get the book or you have it, I am on page 103. 
the title of the section is called Setting Limits and Boundaries. And just to read just some excerpts. Um, She says, being raised in troubled families meant that our boundaries as children were not respected, often not even recognized. Or we may have lived with rigid, walled boundaries, offering no opportunity for any emotional or spiritual connection. Unhealthy boundaries create confusion about who is responsible for what. A boundary is a limit or edge that defines you as separate from others, a separate human being, not someone else's possession. We set emotional boundaries by choosing how we let people treat us. We have sexual boundaries, limits on what is safe and appropriate sexual behavior. Because we were raised with unhealthy boundaries, we often normalize hurtful behavior and cannot recognize boundary distortion. So then she lists off some types of boundary violations that I have found to be quite helpful and informative um, with a lot of the people that I've had these discussions with. The first category is emotional. Several examples that she gives would be uh, your feelings are denied. Um, You're trying to feel something and you're trying to express it and whoever you're in a relationship with they're they're saying nope you can't feel that you don't have a right to feel that way referencing the yards analogy from episode one that would be like somebody walking into your yard and jerking your daisies up saying you can't plant daisies in your yard another example of an emotional boundary violation would be uh, we're told what we can and cannot feel. Um, We're being raged at or being criticized, being belittled, having a lack of expectations or being terrorized. These are just a few examples of emotional boundary violations. The next category that she lists is spiritual. Some examples listed are going against personal values or rights to please others, taught to believe in a hurtful higher power, no spiritual guidance, or no sense of prayer or gratitude. I've noticed sometimes people that have a dysfunctional behavior pattern will use various types of scripture at different times to emotionally batter the people around them, to manipulate others, and to try to maintain control. Uh, They tend to cherry-pick certain scriptures that fit their agenda, and then they batter other people with them. I guess, you know, under the belief that if it's a scripture, then the other person isn't likely to Uh, resist. Um, At times, those types of manipulative behaviors are very difficult to uh, resist. The next category that uh, Dr. Black lists is sexual. Several examples that she gives here are being sexual for your partner, but not yourself. Um, Lack of sexual information during puberty. Given misinformation about our bodies or our development, 
shame for being the wrong sex, uh, exposure to pornography, uh, sexualized comments, and, of course, all forms of sexual abuse. In this day and age, and I'm going to try to look back and see when Dr. Black wrote her book. She wrote this in 1993, it appears. So it's been a minute because it's 2020 now. <laughs> um, we've had the Me Too wave come through. Um, a lot of women being put in positions, not all women, but mostly the ones that are coming forth are females, uh, explaining and describing situations where they have been uh, sexually abused and bullied in a sexual way and made to feel that if they didn't comply with sexual requests, then they would not be promoted, they would lose their job, etc., etc. These are clear sexual boundary violations. But even maybe on a less extreme note, if you're in a relationship with someone and you find yourself where you feel like your needs are not, um, they don't matter as much, and you're having to uh, be sexual with someone when you don't want to be because they want you to be. That is a boundary violation. That's totally overlooking your needs and your feelings about the situation. The next heading is relationship. Um, Several examples that Dr. Black gives is falling in love with anyone who reaches out, allowing someone to take as much as they can from you, letting others define your reality, and believing others can anticipate your needs. I want to take just a moment and hover over this, this category for just a moment because I end up having quite a few conversations. Like I said before, I'm a psychotherapist and I'm involved in in a lot, numerous uh, conversations with people as we try to help them find a healthier path. It's not unusual for people to have this idea that other people should know what they're feeling and what they're thinking, um, where they don't communicate it, but they expect the other person to just know somehow. This is a boundary violation. If you have a thought or you have a feeling, then that is your responsibility to communicate it in a respectful way, of course. Now, I have been in so many conversations about this, so many discussions, and I have heard many times somebody say to me, well, Dana, that sounds great, but if I try to communicate my thoughts or feelings, then I'm going to get hit or I'm going to be ignored, or I'm going to be, uh, you know, belittled or criticized, like several of those uh, that were listed under the emotional boundary breaching. And these are real situations. And of course, each one of these situations has to be dealt with individually, with each person kind of, you know, seeking out. And like I said in my, uh, the disclaimer for these episodes, that if you are in a situation where you feel like you are at risk for being harmed in some way, then certainly reach out uh, for help, um, whether it's calling 911 if you are uh, hurting right now, or if you need to seek out a counselor or something, uh, seek out someone to talk through your situation so that 
these issues can be uh, addressed. So the next uh, category that Dr. Black lists is intellectual. Basically here at the various types of boundary violations. So under the intellectual category is if you're being denied information, if you're not allowed to make mistakes, if you're not encouraged to ask questions, if you're being called stupid, or encouraged to follow a parent's dream rather than your own. Some of the cause causes of the boundary violations is because of enmeshment. Those two things are opposites. Like I've said before, a boundary is it's you knowing where you stop and someone else starts on numerous levels. But when someone enmeshes themselves with you, then they almost act as if you are an extension of themselves. If they get upset about it, it's almost their issue. They act as if your behavior is their issue, and it can be very confusing. The last heading that uh, Dr. Black covers is physical. Some examples given are accepting touch that you do not want if you're not taught appropriate hygiene. Violence, pushing, shoving, kicking, pinching, excessive tickling, hitting, uh, touch deprivation. Um, And I added another one in here, being forced to touch when you don't want to. Each of us has a right to our own thoughts and our own feelings about a situation. And if we feel uncomfortable in some way, then we should be allowed to say no. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that. Sometimes we feel uneasy around someone, and we're not really even sure why. When you look at who they are or what they do for a living or where they live, there's nothing that really indicates that there should be a problem. And yet, when you're around them, something just feels off. I know when I was raising my kids, I said, if you ever have a feeling like that around someone, pay attention to it. And if, if you're over at somebody's house spending the night and you start getting a feeling like that, I said, you can call me anytime, anywhere. I will come pick you up. No questions asked. You don't have to explain it. If you feel that inside of you, pay attention. You need to be able to honor those feelings that you have, even if you can't explain it. And you don't have to. That's another part of boundaries, which we'll probably get into later. Let your no be no. Um, I I think I mentioned before that I have a um, a Facebook page that's called uh, Let Your No Be No Boundaries Small Group. And it's just a class that I taught a couple years ago on boundaries using uh, Cloud and Townsend's book and his work, their workbook, and part of that, and we'll, we'll have more time later to really dig into that a little bit more, is that if someone asks you to do something, whatever that may be, and you don't want to, and you have a good reason, you can just say no. You don't have to explain why. Now, they will stand there and wait for the why. And if you want to give them the why, you can. But you don't have to. Your no can stand alone. It can be no period, not no comma. So sometimes we just have to let our no be no 
And if the other person becomes upset because we don't give an explanation, that's their feelings. That is in their yard. That is not your problem. Now, will that be uncomfortable? Yes, it will. But you know what? Discomfort is not going to kill you. If you just, you can sit in it and it will pass, it will fade, or you can change the topic or you can walk away. Each situation is very different, and I've talked to so many different people who are in different types of situations. And again, if you're in a situation where you feel like you might be hurt in some way, then please seek out therapy so you can get some individual assistance with your situation. Now, the last few things that I wanted to just interject here, some excerpts from uh, Dr. Black's book. She says, boundaries are the mechanisms that bring safety into our lives by establishing healthy control. Boundaries are statements about what we will and will not do. Boundaries act as limits for what others can and cannot do to us. By setting boundaries for ourselves, we are exercising our inherent power to declare that we are autonomous individuals in our own right, not possessions or extensions of anyone else. You know, when I was reading this book originally, it was a long time ago, but I had the, the mental image. It was, it's kind of like a city that has a right to set its own laws and then expect those laws to be obeyed or there are consequences. So if you think each one of us, like I am a city, you are a city, each one of us is a city unto ourselves, and we, we get the right to set our own laws, and then we're going to expect those laws to be obeyed. And if they're not, there are consequences. So somebody might say, Dana, what do you mean by consequences? Okay, well, one example might be if someone is excessively touchy with you and it's making you uncomfortable and you have told them you've expressed your thoughts and your feelings because that's on you to do. They can't read your mind. So let's say that you've expressed verbally in a respectful way to them. I don't, I'm not a real touchy feely kind of person. I would appreciate it if, if we could just talk or whatever, hang out and you just don't, don't hug and and touch me. I don't really like it that much. And once you've expressed that, you know, once, maybe twice at the outside, and they keep touching you, well, they're ignoring you. Their behavior is showing you that they don't really care what you want. Assuming that they don't have a hearing problem and they don't have any kind of brain injury, okay, then they have heard you and you've repeated yourself once. Again, talking about the repetition, I've talked to a lot of people and say, why are you repeating yourself so much? If you've told somebody once or twice and they keep doing what you've asked them not to do, then their behavior is telling you loud and clear they don't care what you want. They're going to do it anyway. Dana, what's the consequence? Well, the consequence would be maybe they lose their relationship with you. Maybe you decide that you're not going to hang out with them anymore. Maybe when they text you or call you or whatever, you don't respond. 
And if they say, what's wrong with you? What's going on? I'm trying to get a hold of you and whatever. You don't have to respond to that either. You can say, I just, I don't want to anymore. And you do not have to give an answer because they have already demonstrated through their behavior that they're not listening to you. That in terms of your relationship with them, it's about what they want, not about what you want. And in healthy relationships, there is a nice give and take, a nice flow back and forth of each person honoring themselves and honoring the other person, where each person is, is speaking their thoughts and feelings aloud so they can be discussed. And, the, and each person in turn is also listening to what the other person is saying. And that information is being assimilated. And if, if a behavioral change needs to take place, then it does. That's a healthy relationship. But, you know, a consequence in that case would be, you know, that person that refuses to, you know, obey that law of your city, so to say, then they lose their relationship with you. That's just an example of that. So anyway, there is a lot that we can talk about, about boundaries and such. There's so many different researchers and and psychologists and authors that I just love, and I'll be bringing them up as we as we go through this talk, and I'm just going to take my time, and we're just going to kind of work our way through. Um, at some point, um, I'm imagining that I'll be getting some feedback on the podcasts, and I'll be able to answer questions and kind of fold that in, so I'll feel like that what I'm offering is 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 what's needed, um, the questions that are out there, that we can have a chance to talk about things that uh, are applicable and that really matter. So anyway, this is Dana, and you have been listening to Phoenix and Flame, and I so appreciate your time and attention, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.